Welcome to The Good Goddess Show, a weekly podcast for women who are fed up, are feeling bloated and tired. I'm your host, Kezi Hall, holistic nutritionist and all-around health geek. Let's dive in to the show. So this week, we are looking at holistic approaches to anxiety and depression, part two. So I am going to be sharing with you um, the six other steps or actions or things that you can do to really help support your mental health, your joy, your well-being, your peace, your sense of calm, your motivation, and your brain, essentially. I'm going to be diving into and giving you a, the rest of this holistic picture. So if you haven't listened to part one, make sure you go and do that. And I address the first four things. And then today we're talking about food, we're talking about supplements, we're talking about detox support, we're talking about feelings, nervous system regulation, therapy, trauma work, all the juicy things. Because when it comes to your mental health, there is so much that you can do to support it. There's so much that you can do to help your brain, your mood, your motivation. There's so much that you can do. And having struggled with anxiety and mental health issues on and off for all my life, really, this is something that is so close to home. But I also really have felt the benefit of this of a holistic approach in my mental health journey. And um, I see it all the time with clients as well. So these things between part one and part two, I'm sharing with you 10 different things that will help. I really recommend you implement at least one of these things to support your mental well-being. So I'm so excited that you are here and listening to this with me. Yay. And, and as I say, this stuff comes up all the time with clients. So I find that a lot of the time, because I work with so many people with hormone issues and gut issues, there's always some sort of mental health component to that on various spectrums. So it really makes a difference. I'm even thinking of one client, uh, we're kind of coming to the end of her program and she really struggled with a lot of like practical gut issues, a lot of pain, a lot of bloating, a lot of bowel issues, but also mental health struggles, actually anxiety. And it was kind of like, where did one end? Where did one begin? And you know, all of that sort of stuff. And even now at the end of our program, she's like, oh my goodness, I'm just not bloated anymore. Her relationship with food has totally changed. She was very restricted and very panicked about eating. And now she eats more variety of food. Um, that stomach pain, the bloating, the gut issues have disappeared and her, um, her mental health and her stability has really, really improved because we've supported her gut health because we've looked at some of her root causes. And so that can be progress. I really think about your brain is this really pliable thing, which is awesome. I also heard back from another client who came to me with a lot of gut issues and thyroid issues and really burnt out, but also struggling a lot with anxiety. Um, yeah, a lot of anxiety going on with a lot of gut stuff and a lot of hormone stuff and a lot of period stuff and all of these things. And so I, we started working with each other, um, maybe about 10 months ago or something. And I was just, she was just checking in with me the day. We're not working with each other anymore, but she's like, I'm doing so well. I can't believe how different I feel. Like she was like, if I think back to a year ago right now, I feel so different right now. She's just started a new job. She's changed some stuff around in her life. Her poo is normal. Her energy is better. She's lost weight. Her anxiety has gotten better and is like way more balanced and stable. Her burnout has disappeared. She's just like literally just like, I feel like a completely different person. And she's not. She's just more of herself. She's just blown away some of the fogginess and some of the stuff that wasn't serving her and that wasn't really her. 
and really just connected with who she is. This isn't about being a better person or, I don't know, new you. No, it's all about the same you, but well and vibrant and coming alive. So really, really, really exciting with that. So I was just just celebrating some clients and just the power of this stuff. And I do really think wherever you're at, there is so much hope. And it's, and I know our brain goes to like, well, Kezia, can everything be perfect? And we can never, there's never hope for perfection because that's not really life, but there is always hope for progress. So wherever you're at now, I know that you can feel better than what you do. You might not think it, you might work well, because you have loads of autoimmune conditions, because you have had this gut issues for years, because everyone's told me it's fine, there's nothing you can do. I've been anxious for years, I've struggled with depression for years, I've been on um, SSRIs for years, I've had reflux for years, I've had eczema for years. I get that, but there's, um, but I, I hear you and things can improve. They can. I see it literally every week and it it happens. Your body isn't this fixed entity. It's like a garden. It's an ecosystem. If you get the right ecosystem, the right soil, the right seeds planted, things change. Saying your body and your health can't improve is like saying my garden can never get better. It's just always going to be awful. There's nothing I can do about my garden. If you said that to me, or if I said that to you, be like, oh, my garden's just awful. You'd be like, uh, because yeah, just go and like buy some seeds, get some soil, get a watering can, plant some flowers, bish bash bosh. You know, it's the same with your body. You know, there's so much that you can do. There's so much hope. There's literally so much research. This isn't just like, Kezia is so optimistic and hopeful. Isn't that sweet? No, like, no. <laughs> it's really clear in like research. It just doesn't filter into our regular experience of health and the medical system just because of that's how it's set up and that's fine but so I that's why this I do this podcast to remind you so much is possible so much can change things can get better you just don't need to be fixed with your symptoms forever yeah and with that if you're listening to this as it comes out I might still have a couple of places left for my root cause report and assessment. So if you want some free support, this is time limited. I'm not offering these all the time. It's literally just till like the 5th of March or something. I'm offering these reports and assessments. Um, They're valued at over many hundreds. I normally just do these with one-to-one clients, but I really want you to get clear on what's going on and to know what some of your root causes are. So if you haven't booked yours, go to keziahall.com forward slash report book your report. And it's also a bit of a prerequisite for working with me because I'll be taking on new clients in March and I'll be enrolling about five or six new clients in a couple of weeks time. So these would be a great place to just come. I I do this root cause report and assessment with all my clients. So it's just like step one. Um, Whether or not you work with me, you'll get loads of information and loads of help from it because you'll get a clear idea of what's going on and what a personalized plan might look like for you. And then if you want to work with me to implement it, you can, but you also don't have to. Never any pressure from me. I know that the right people are coming to work with me at the right time. Um, But I also know that working with me really is one of the best ways that I can serve you. Like it's really hard for me to help you specifically here on this podcast. Um, I need to get in in on your life and working with me one-on-one can feel really scary. It is an investment. It can feel like a lot, but it honestly will work for you. If I tell you it's the right fit, I know it's because it will work and you'll see a tenfold return on your time, energy, and money investment. So more information coming that, uh, up on that soon with working with me. But for now, whether you want to work with me or not, book in your root cause report. 
an assessment. I'd love to chat with you. It'd be so nice. Okay, let's dive into the show. So let's look at holistic approaches to anxiety and depression part two. So if you haven't listened to part one, make sure you do that. I talked about sleep quality, movement, light, circadian rhythm, nature, restoring gut health, lab testing, certain labs that you can do. Um, And today I'm going to be diving into some other things (laughs) that can really help. So um, I'm really sharing this with you because I really, A, know that this can feel really hard. I've had a lot of periods in my life... um, where I've been really depressed and I've, um, and for me, depression has come and gone, but anxiety has been a major experience and vibration or soundtrack, shall we say, since I can remember, since I was small, like six years old. I remember being anxious. I'd go to the doctors. They said it was anxiety, gut issues, anxiety, teenagers, um, teenagers like hiding in the toilets, breathing from panicking, being at school, not sleeping because of so much anxiety. So I've personally experienced more consistent anxiety, but depression has definitely come and gone. Thankfully, depression's not been a major part of my life the last one and a half decades, probably partly because it was about a decade ago that I really started working on my gut health. And I noticed that that had a huge impact on my mood but anxiety there's several factors that have contributed to anxiety but it is so much better than it ever has been and um if I think about the last couple of years anyway and just recently like I mentioned part one it's just the last couple of months has taken a real my mental health has taken a real hit to be honest there's been some really hard stuff going on in my life um and some difficult circumstances and match that with winter and I don't know maybe a bit of delayed postpartum anxiety depression whatever um that could have played a role so uh I know that this can feel really really hard but I also know from my own experience and from working with hundreds of people that there is stuff you can do but I also get the dichotomy of yeah Kezia but I'm really depressed and anxious and therefore I'm so anxious I can't do anything or I'm so depressed I have zero motivation and you're asking me to do things. So I do get that. So I'm sharing with you lots of things here, but I really recommend you literally pick one thing, like one thing and just build on top of these things, like just stack these different actions on top of each other. Don't try and do all of them all at once. You probably don't have the energy, motivation or like gumption to do that. And that's okay. Um, also, this these can be really helpful podcasts. You maybe send to someone, you know, if you have someone in your life that's like, you're really struggling, how can I help you? Then you can be like, listen to Kezia's podcast and help me implement one of these things. You could send them these podcasts and be like, here's a list of nine things. I'm too anxious, too overwhelmed, too unmotivated, too stuck in bed to do it. But this is what will help me. Can, can you do that, please? <laughs> That's also, I totally prepared this before I had the girls. Uh, so I had twins in 2021. And uh, I like, before, while I was pregnant, I like prepped my husband with like, what to happen if I basically just have like a complete mental health break, like a complete, what we'd call like a nervous, nervous system, nervous breakdown, whatever it's called, um, of like 
this, I give them like, these are the things to do. These are the supplements to buy. This is the thing, like, these are the things to just make sure I do on a day to day as well as like, you know, taking me to the doctor and all these kind of things. This isn't picking one over the other. This is both and. Um, I was like, these are the things that you could do to help me. And it was like, okay. <laughs> and thankfully, um, generally speaking, my mental well-being has been pretty good since postpartum wise. But that is because especially those first six to nine months postpartum, I am like super on this, if this makes sense. Like I don't make any assumptions that my mental health is going to be good after having children. I haven't done that because of that because I do have a history of poor mental health, I've always been like very intentional about really supporting my mental health with basically all these things. So anyway, let's dive in. Oh, sorry. That's just my Voxer going off from a client. Let's, let's just turn that off. Um, but it is, Voxer is a great way that I get to chat to my clients anyway, throughout the day. Um, let's dive in. Okay. So what are some things that can help with anxiety and depression? Let's start with like some easy wins. And the next, the kind of fifth thing we're going to talk about, because we talked about the first four and the last one, is personalized supplementation. Supplementation isn't going to fix your anxiety and depression. It's not necessarily going to hit the root cause unless potentially one of your root causes is like low folate or nutrient depletions. Actually, actually, yeah, that's not true. Nutrient depletions can play a really big role in uh, mental health issues because uh, certain nutrients are required to create certain neurotransmitters to support dopamine pathways and blah, 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 blah. So supplementation can really help. I know that for me, um, sup- pers- personalized supplementation, sorry, I'm just getting comfy and I'm wearing my massive coat. Personalized supplementation makes does make a difference. I do feel better when I'm taking my supplements 100%. And it's also quite an easy win if you're feeling really unmotivated, if you're feeling so anxious you can't really quite function very well or you're in panic mode or whatever it is, taking some supplements can be a really easy thing to help yourself. So I love it. You, ideally, you really want to figure out what is what, like personalized supplementation. Ideally, you'd come and be my client and we could figure out, oh, this is why you're struggling with your mental health so much. Here are some root causes for the anxiety and the depression. Here are some supplements that will help. And here's obviously some other things you can do like and create protocols around it, which is what I do with my clients. Most of my clients come to me with some sort of mental health struggle to varying degrees because it just happens when there is stress, when there is trauma, when there is gut issues, when there is thyroid issues, when there is hormonal imbalance, like your mental health is going to struggle if those things are going on. No questions asked. It's just, it makes sense. It's just biology. So this isn't, um, I really hope that you do understand that you struggling, it can feel really, like for me in the last couple of months, it's, there's been moments I've felt really awful. I'm like, oh my gosh, but actually there's a part of me that just knows, oh, this, yeah, I kind of know what the root causes are here. This kind of makes sense. And that actually can be really reassuring. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is why this is happening. Okay, it doesn't make it more enjoyable, but it can really help with the anxiety, anxious spiraling of why am I so anxious? I can't believe this. What's happening? You can just be like, okay, this is what's going on. So moving back to supplementations, there's lots of stuff that is known to help. Um, based some with lots of research behind, some without research, some supplementation you can take with medication, say your SSRIs, for example, some it's not recommended. So again, that's why it's helpful to have personalized, especially if you are taking medication because there is certain contraindications. You don't just want to like bosh on with stuff that you buy on Amazon. So things that we know that can help. Fish oil, 
really, really helpful. Some great research around taking good quality fish oil, cod liver oil. Make sure it's coming from a really good source. I like Nordic Naturals or... Um, that's the only one that springs to mind, but there is other good brands out there. Please do not buy fish oil from the supermarket or cheap fish oil. It'll probably be rancid and actually really unhelpful for you. Other things you can do, obviously, is to eat fish, which we'll talk about in food. Eating oily fish on a regular basis can also really help. So salmon, sardines, mackerel, um, these kind of oily fish two to three times a week is another great option. If you do, if you do not eat fish or you will not eat oily fish, supplementing with fish oil. I don't find vegan alternatives, A, aren't as researched. When it, I, I don't know of any research of vegan EPAs and DHAs having effect on mental health, whereas there's a lot of research around fish oil supporting uh, mental health specifically. Um, so I wouldn't recommend, or I wouldn't necessarily say like your vegan fish oil alternatives are going to help with that so uh, that's uh, I'm not sure you're better off just getting some fish oil actual fish oil um so that's one thing there's lots of research on that there's some curcumin is known is thought to have helped there's some research recently on saffron actually being really helpful for um mental health which is interesting although I imagine I've not looked into it but I imagine saffron supplementation is probably really expensive because saffron in cooking is so expensive um, things like passion flower, so like herbs, things like L-theanine, ashwagandha, which is a herb. St. John's wort is an old um, kind of herbal remedy, but that really is, you cannot take that really if you're taking any other type of medication. So St. John's wort, you might see that in your local health food shop or read about it. That might, in terms of depression, anxiety, you basically, if you're on any type of medication, do not take St. John's wort. I personally have just restarted St. John's Walk because I took it after having the girls because I don't take any medication on a regular basis at all. And I'm not on any prescription or the pill or SSRIs or anything like that. It's currently where I'm at. So St. John's Walk, actually, I do find it really helps me. But there is a lot of contraindications with St. John's Walk. I repeat, there is a lot of contraindications. So if you take any sort of, even just the contraceptive pill is included in that. Even just regular paracetamol and ibuprofen any SSSRIs. No, don't go there. <laughs> but things like fish oil, again, that could be a better, and this is partly why you want maybe a, a personalized thing going on. So things like St. John's wort, also nutrients like vitamin D plays such an important role, folate, B12, zinc, vitamin C, B6, all make a huge, um, all play a huge role. If we're thinking about like the creation of like dopamine, that's all around like zinc, B6, vitamin C, like you're thinking about neurotransmitters and serotonin is required with protein. So you might need to take some supplements to help with digestion so that your protein digestion is going well. Protein digestion is a big one, although that's kind of sidetracking. So supplements can be really helpful. There is lots of things out there. And um, personally, what works for me based on what I know from my own test results and my own histories and my own genetics is, um, Fish oil, St. John's wort, folate supplementation, ashwagandha, um, CBD is also, um, there's emerging research that that can be helpful from, um, that's still relatively new, but I personally find CBD to be quite helpful. I use a CBD oil spray, um, but that is still, there's a couple of things that are still emerging around that from a supplementation perspective, but um, that can also be really helpful. It's just a little bit on the pricier side if you want good quality CBD which I always recommend with supplements. Do not, apart from vitamin C, don't buy them at a supermarket. 
cheap does not mean good. You're better off buying one thing that's good quality than buying like lots of cheap magnesium at the shop. That's the other thing, magnesium. Sorry, I forgot about that. That's a mineral that can play a big role in your sleep and brain. So there's loads of things. And supplementation, if you can get a personalized plan or one that at least you know is safe based on your medications and life and all these kind of things, then you can really, that can really just be an easy thing. So even I was taking St. John's Walk basically for like, I don't know, a year after the girls were born. And then I probably stopped last summer. And it was only recently that I was like, oh, actually that really did help me. I should start that again. After a week of taking it, it does, it doesn't, just doesn't fix everything in my life, but it does give me a bit of a boost. Um, and there is other, um, and there's also certain probiotic strains that have been known to help because generally improving your gut microbiome. So you could also include in supplementations prebiotics and probiotics. So probiotics are the bacterial strains and prebiotics are like the fibers or the food that help to fuel the growth and reproduction of the right types of probiotics and bacteria in your gut, which you could argue is more useful. So Again, transforming your gut health. If you've struggled with anxiety for a long time and depression for a long time, chances are your gut health has struggled and been suboptimal for a long time. So when you shift your gut health, you shift your mental health. It's really great. It's awesome. And it doesn't mean going to therapy. Although I will talk about therapy because uh, we should probably go. Anyway, so that's supplementation. Next thing, let's talk about food, baby. Let's talk about something foodie. Um, so food plays a big, big role. Simply put, I could talk about this a lot, but simply put, you want to eat protein with every meal. If you're struggling with your mental health, every meal you want protein. So we're talking fish, meat, eggs, yogurt, tofu, collagen protein powder, vegan protein powder. I don't really include lentils and pulses in the mix. There is protein in them, but you just have to eat a lot of carbs in order to get a lot of protein. So I prefer more um, potent protein sources. So you're thinking protein with every meal, protein with every meal. Say it again, protein with every meal. Living off of carbs, which is what a lot of people do, will leave you your, your blood sugar very erratic. And if your insulin is miss, is struggling, you'll really feel it in your brain. You will really, and I won't go into all the details because we try and keep things snippy and to the point, but essentially protein with breakfast. So eggs with breakfast, protein powder in your porridge and um, protein with lunch. So that's some like pre-cooked chicken or some salmon or some hard boiled eggs or like a protein milkshake or some nuts and seeds and, and, and good amounts of this stuff. Cause it's with so much of our vegan plant-based propaganda for want of a better phrase is people are like oh I added five cashews to my salad that was my protein no that is not enough protein for your basic human requirements now you don't need to eat like five tins of tuna or like six chicken breasts like no that is excessive but we can kind of find a healthy middle ground. If you're thinking about portion think about just maybe a bit smaller than your palm size so a third of your not a third, two thirds of your palm. Some of it depends on how big your hands are, but that's roughly what we're looking at. It doesn't, you don't need to eat like a chicken for lunch, but you do want to look at some protein and I guarantee more protein should help just to stabilize any erraticness in your brain, especially if there's anxiety. So that's something to add in. The things you want to really remove or reduce, especially when it comes to anxiety, depression, are sugar, alcohol, and caffeine. I know, <laughs> you're like, because oh, those are all the fun things. Um, but I really find sugar will ramp up my um, 
just low moods and my anxiety. Caffeine just doesn't do me. I just don't feel good on lots of caffeine. It just, especially if I'm feeling anxious, caffeine's one to go. And alcohol, again, all of those things. So you can do one at a time. You don't have to do all of them, but really, so for me, I figured out which ones of those really move the needle. So sugar really does move the needle quite a lot. So that's one. Alcohol, actually, let's be honest, all of them move the needle for me with my little delicate, traumatized brain. I have to be careful on all of them. And some of what's been happening the last couple of months for me is this this life, certain things in my life have been difficult. I've drank more alcohol than I normally would do. And by general standards, it's not very much at all. What I I have gone through periods of my life where I've been not drank at all, just sober. Like never really been, I've never drank or been very drunk, to be honest. But for me, that what that's looked like is like maybe a glass of wine on a Friday and a glass of wine on a Saturday, which is quite a lot for me. And even that little bit, I've noticed, and I've noticed that pattern of that's increased and then the anxiety and depression has increased slightly. So same with sugar after Christmas and in January, same with caffeine. You know, if I'm feeling anxious, especially my heart's racing and I'm like, oh, I don't know, I'm so anxious. I'm like, uh, oh, okay, let's not have any caffeine. <laughs> that can really help. So really think sugar, alcohol, and caffeine are not your brain's friend. Um, and really start small, start with sugar, start with whichever of those things feels the easiest. Maybe you like ditch coffee and have some cacao or have some green tea. There's some benefits of some research around green tea and good mental health. Start with whichever one of those feels easiest in terms of reducing sugar, alcohol, caffeine. And honestly, if you got rid of all of those foods, your mental health will feel better. It really, really will. Um, and then if you do that and add in protein with every meal, your brain is just going to be like, woo, thank you so much. <laughs> so that's looking at food. Okay, next thing that you can do in terms of holistic approaches to support your brain, your mental health, your anxiety and depression is really looking at detox support. So what I mean by this is if you have been exposed to molds and mycotoxins, if you've got heavy metals going on, mercury, arsenic, um, cadmium, lead, if you have toxicity from environmental toxins, mold, heavy metals that will and can really impact your brain. This isn't necessarily the case for every single person struggling with their mental health, but it does come up and that's why detox support can be really helpful. So infrared saunas for helping detox heavy metals, doing liver work and support work, which I do with my clients, staying hydrated, eating vegetables, fiber, making sure you're pooping once to twice a day, doing things maybe like coffee enemas or colonic irrigation or hydrotherapy or saunas. All of these things um, can really, really help because sometimes if you have like a mouthful of like amalgam fillings and you lived in a moldy house once, what could be happening is actually a lot of your mental health struggles can be actually more about a toxicity struggle that's manifesting through your mental health. And so doing detox support can be really helpful. That might be dry skin brushing, bouncing on the trampoline to help with lymphatic drainage. So I've been ramping that up um, probably the last year, to be honest, actually doing more regular coffee enemas. And I'm generally quite active. So that supports my lymphatic system, making sure I have some 
functional green smoothies. I had one actually just before. It wasn't very nice. It wasn't my favorite part of the day, but it was just getting some good fiber in there, getting broccoli sprouts and other sprout, alfalfa sprouts into my system, lemon peel. All of these things can really help um, because not all the time, but a lot of the time, some of that mental health sluggishness and difficulty can be to do with sluggish detox pathways. Your body is obviously always detoxing for you, otherwise you'd literally be dead. So this isn't about your, this is about optimizing and really making sure your detox pathways are working for you. And the older you are, the more exposure you will have had to toxins and potentially the more sluggish they have become. So if you've never really done a lot of detox support and you've suddenly hit 38, 45 and 50 and you're struggling, then detoxing might be a really key part of you feeling better, of clearing the brain frog, of helping with the anxiety, of, of boosting your mood. Really, really important. So detox support. Next thing is therapeutic support. So this might look like talking therapy, somatic therapy, trauma work, body work. Um, often, if you're not sure where to begin, starting with some talking therapy, maybe with a psychotherapist um, is a great place to start or with body work, you know, looking at somatic practice, even things like just acupuncture and um Shizitsu is how it's called, or different different body work modalities. But if you if you have been struggling with anxiety, depression for a long time, then it can be really helpful to think about it as those symptoms actually are trying to protect you, and there'll be a reason that they're there. And we've talked about some might be food, nutrients, detox, all these kind of things. But also sometimes what's really at the underlying of anxiety and depression is is negative experience. It's maybe adverse childhood events, ACEs as they call it in the research. It might be trauma. And this might not be um, what we would typically think of trauma. It might be like little t trauma, but for you with your brain might have really affected it. And that that's worth looking at. That's allowed to be looked at. You don't have to be a veteran and have been blown up in a war in order to have trauma. It's really about how your brain and your body has experienced an event. And that can be bullying at work. That can just be something that happened when you were a child. It can be living with a parent who's really anxious or school stuff or whatever it is. And so getting some therapeutic support can be really, really helpful for me. That has been really key. I am currently, um, I've, I've done a lot of therapy the last five years and I'm currently working with a great um, psychotherapist where we're really working through a specific um, trauma framework, which is really helping and also really awful at the same time. Not gonna lie. But it is, I do, I can see that it's helping, even if in the moment, it's a bit like going for like a bikini wax, I feel like therapy, like nobody is like, woohoo, this is going to feel so fun, but you do it because of how you're going to feel afterwards, you know? It's that kind of vibe. It's not like, yay, I'm going to wax my legs. I love the feeling of waxing my legs. No, it's painful. But the outcome, and it's the same with therapy. No one's like, yay, I'm so excited to spend money and talk about my feelings and cry. Great. Or get angry. Like, how fun? No, that isn't fun to anybody. But it's really about thinking like, give it six months from now, a year from now, how is this going to help me? And it's really looking at that future self and also really really addressing the root cause. If there is trauma, if there is adverse childhood events, if there is um, these things that just keep going on in your life, there'll be a root cause to it. And sometimes you need help figuring 
that out, especially if it's more of a experienced trauma-based thing. So therapy, really helpful. Next thing, and I think this is our final thing when it comes to, and this is kind of linked on um, to therapy, but it's, it's kind of, I want to give it a separate thing, is feeling your feelings. Actually, this is kind of two part. It's feeling your feelings and regulating your nervous system. So, um, or maybe we'll talk about them separately. So feeling your feelings is about, if you're struggling with anxiety and depression, chances are, I'm guessing, you will potentially spend quite a lot of time repressing and suppressing emotion. So what you want to do is have designated times in the week where you feel your feelings, where you cry, scream, shout, where you really just allow the anxiety to go full volume. And you do this for a set period of time. You really feel, embody, flow through the feelings. I always talk to clients about your feelings are like food. You need to digest them and poop them out. Some of what can happen with depression, anxiety is that you are totally emotionally constipated. There is no flow of feelings. There's just damping down, suppressing down, squashing down, pushing down. Because it's like, I'm so anxious. I'm so, I can't feel how anxious I am because I'll I'll never recover from that. I'll never, uh, I'll just explode which that's the feeling I've had before. If I really felt how anxious I was, I'll be I'll be stuck there for the rest of my life. And that's not what happens. Often when you allow yourself to feel an emotion, to feel that buzzing in your stomach, that loneliness of depression, that deep pit, that cloud, that awful feeling, often you really only experience the acuteness of that feeling for a couple of minutes and then you flow through it. It's like you poop it out. So this is something that a lot of people resist, but it's so important And for me, what that's looked like is literally creating designated times. I don't do this as much anymore because I'm much better at it. But even throughout the week, I do every day make time to feel my feelings. And for me, what works is movement, dancing things out to instrumental music, crying, journaling, screaming into a pillow, punching my punch bag, saying things out loud, singing things out loud. Feeling your feelings often starts with some sort of body work, some sort of somatic practice, movement, punching, screaming, journaling, crying. There's often a movement element, not as this is an exercise, but moving your body. So putting on, I have an album that's just like my sad album. I, it's instrumental. I put it on. And when I put that on, this it's, it's um, it just facilitates me feeling that sadness, allowing it to come up. But it's not like, the whole day, the whole, it's a set amount of time. This specific album, I think is like 30 minutes long or something. So I know I'm just going to flow through my feelings, allow the anxiety to come up, allow the sadness to come, allow it to just come up and flow through it. Let it just be in my body and be released. Let myself cry like snotty, big, awful, horrible, mascara, pillow ruining tears, scream things out, cry things out, shake things out, like full on snotty, ugly crying, full on anger, full on screaming, full on swear fest into a pillow. Really go for it. And probably if you do struggle with anxiety, depression, potentially all of what I'm saying feels deeply uncomfortable. So just start small. 
And I honestly, well, most of my clients find this really helpful to do. If you're really unsure, then the therapist can sometimes walk you through things. But I really find this, sometimes therapy is a lot about talking and thinking and analysis. So it's really important that you get the body involved and that you flow, flow through things instead of just like, I'm going to analyze how I feel. No, eh, no. You need to flow through things and how you feel. The next thing is regulating your nervous system. So this is bonus one. And essentially, this is meditation. This is breath work. If you're struggling with anxiety and depression, you want to have practices ideally every single day that help to regulate and support your nervous system. So this is, so for me this morning, that was waking up a little bit before the, actually the kids had already woken up, but I put on noise cancelling headphones and I just did some simple breath work in and out. I put on some of my instrumental music and I led myself in a meditation. Now, I've been meditating for like five or six years, so I can do that now, but it might be going through guided meditation. Meditation, breath work, regulating your nervous system. Throughout the day, it can involve simple breath work, dancing in the kitchen, like little things to help, but taking myself for a time out if I'm with the kids. Like today, one of my kids just kept on hitting me when I'm like, no, I won't let you hit money, mummy. And she just kept on hitting and screaming and hitting and screaming. And there's only so much of that you can take before you're like, fuck off. So I didn't do that. I could feel my nervous system getting more and more stirred up. So I took myself on a time out, breathed, sat in the toilet for a couple of minutes, calmed down, regulated my nervous system. Okay, so regulating your nervous system is really important, really important. Simplest way to do that is to meditate. Start a meditation practice. I know you won't like it. I know it will feel hard. I know it might feel like a waste of time. I know you'll probably feel like you're crap at it. I know you might feel like it's not doing anything. Do it anyway. The research is really, 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 really clear. It will help you. It will help you. Simple. Okay, so we've done it. Yeah. I mean, I, this is by no means a comprehensive list. I could think of lots more, but these are 10 I shared for last week and actually six this week. So we have flown through this um, of holistic things you can do. So send this to people who love you and want to help you and they can help you implement some of these things and or pick one thing. Maybe it's like, oh, you know what? I do have that meditation app. I never meditate. Okay. That's my one thing. Oh, you're right, because yeah, I've been definitely drinking more alcohol at the weekends, or I'm basically drinking every other night, or like a lot of clients, their weekend actually goes like, starts on Thursday to Monday, and you're like, this is just drinking all week. Whatever it is, pick one thing, because your mental health is something, everybody is at a different starting point and has different stuff going on, but your mental health is something that is um, pliable, it is influenceable, it is um, it can be nourished, cultivated. It, your brain health, your brain, brain inflammation, your nutrients, your your neurotransmitter production, the inflammation, all of these things are things you can influence. You are empowered to do something around. And that doesn't mean you're going to do reduce sugar and everything in your life will be perfect, but it can make a difference. Your choices are more powerful and I know it can feel really, really hard. And most of these things are also things you can do alongside medication. So this isn't like, this is better, that's better. No, 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 no. This is about you feeling good and really being the powerful person in your life. You can feel better. These things will make a difference. If you need my help, I'm here for you. I'm taking on new clients in March. I talk about clients all the time about mental health stuff. I do tend to attract it because of my own uh, mental health issues. 
And there's so much progress that you can make and so much more joy and peace available to you when you really figure out your root causes and when you really apply a holistic approach to your brain. Okay, sending you so much love. Thank you for being here and I'll speak to you next week. Weekend of support, fun, luxury, one-to-one support, guidance so that you can create the shift in your hormones, in your belly, in your life that you really want. Okay, so that's keziahall.com forward slash shift or get in touch and I'll send you more options, but you got to act quick. This is like four weeks, three, four weeks away. So you want to sign up. It's just outside of Edinburgh. I know you can do this. I'd love to see you there.